0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome around, tripper here on 891 WXvu. I'm Pat Zhang, alongside Conrad Bayer and executive producer Jack Sherwood. Matt Wood will be joining us in a little bit, possibly Ben Moy. I have no idea; I haven't been told. So we will find out how it's going. How's everyone doing? Cool.
1: Very cool. Full, very full. Full. How was dinner? Very good. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited. Very excited. Really
0: good show. I I think so. I think it'll be a great show. Yeah. Why do you think it's gonna be a great show? Cause so much happened this week. See, yeah, I'm already asking you to expand before we even get into it. <laughs> yeah, let's Connor, not. We're
1: supposed to do something at the beginning. Oh, yeah. No, we're we're gonna save it now. Conrad and I had a little plan we drew up Saturday night, but. We forgot
0: right, were you time. trying to mutiny me? No. Yes. No, yes. Yes.
1: Yes. But yeah.
0: Uh, Connor is trying to figure out what's going on <laughs> over there. I see. <laughs> It's the final week of classes. I think all of our brains are burnt. At uh, I don't know if I'm making it through the week. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, my friend. Ten page paper,
1: ten page paper,
2: and Michael's project.
1: I finished that already. I have not. Yeah,
2: yeah, forty page report plus thirty pages of pictures.
0: (laughs) Yay! Yeah, that's um, that's rough. Yeah, uh, that ten page paper is going to be fun. Um, and we have Matthew arriving right now. Ah. No. Once mics are about to turn off for one brief second just as we rearrange, don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Yeah, Madeline
1: said you
0: have bed you're breaking in and out. My dad said, uh you no, know, that's fine. We the mic's on just so you on. know now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. All right. We, we, we rearranged. We'll continue to figure things out. Uh mics are dying all around here. It's the end of the semester, so we'll try to figure figure that out. But Matt, how are you doing? Great, sorry the Uber took a took a minute to get here. That's that's okay. And good. It's it raining right. outside. It did. That's a bonus. Oh, we
3: have the wrong formal tonight. Oh my god. Brother. Of course. Oh, how could you forget? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so I guess we yeah, we're in the shout on All right, so as we start every show, thank you to Connor, Jordy, Megan, Jules, Shannon, Joe, Rebecca, Rick, Dan, Brian, Jack, Madeline, Mark, Cap City, Uncle Ken, Aunt Diane, Marie, Joe, Johnny, Mom, Dad, Bears. Kane Sherwood's Wood Moyes, everyone and anyone, thank you so much for listening. We are live right now on our Instagram at roundtripper underscore. Excuse me, at round underscore twenty three. Conrad's child sitting over there in the corner. Hello to everyone watching live. And the podcast goes live every Tuesday morning on iTunes and Spotify. Just search Roundtripper two words. And just like that, we are underway here on our penultimate show of the semester. So we're going to get into some college football, and we're going to do it very simply. LSU, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, did the committee get it right?
1: Yeah, I feel very firm with, yeah, I feel or like, um, yeah, 100% got it right. LSU is by far the best team in, this, in the nation. Currently, they have uh, five top 10 wins. There, is it good? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, they have five top 10 wins. They've got the most complete quarterback. I think they might have the most complete team. Heisman Trophy winner. Who else is going to say that he's not? And that defense is very good. The wide receiver is very good. Coach O, phenomenal
2: quarterback. They got
1: it. They one hundred not have it quarterback.
2: I, I, I agree with that. I think if Ohio State had done what everybody thought Ohio State was going to do with Wisconsin, I think that would have been a very different decision. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be as clear that LSU was that number one. But the fact that Ohio State came out slow against the eighth-ranked Wisconsin team and was down at half, while LSU was getting control of that Georgia game the entire time and they were um, ranked number four at the time, I think that shows you that LSU is really peaking right now and getting ready to go into that playoff and really show that they wanted that number one seed. And just just purely off that last game, I think, you, if you had chosen Ohio State, i
3: Yep, I, I agree, and I would say just to piggyback off all of that, I also agree with how they got the seedings, and I would agree that Clemson being a three-seed, Oklahoma obviously jumping in as the four-seed, LSU one, Ohio State too. I agree with all the seedings. It's kind of, you know, you say Clemson's the number one team preseason in the in the entire country. They go undefeated the entire year, and somehow they fall to rankings. How does that really make sense? Um, but then again, you look at their strength and schedule, they didn't really play anyone, but that is why the college, the playoff format be, has become a thing, because the old format was... Number one plays number two, and then you have the argument: Oh, was Clemson not a number one or number two seed, even though they went undefeated? It's kind of a weird argument to make. Um, so, yes, I do think they got it right. And for people that are, you know, may, might be upset that hey, Clemson went undefeated and yet they fell two seeds, um, that is why you have the playoff format there to, you know, account for you know strength of schedule and things right. like that. Going
1: off that, two, two and three, there's no difference. There's, there's no difference. Exactly, i wear like, a different
2: color jersey.
1: Yeah, that's what I. I literally said yesterday. The best thing would have been was put clemson at two just to get just to like tick off ohio state which yeah. would have been and like granted there's one fan base that's going to get upset it would be ohio state <laughs> it would have been i would have loved it if they just the community puts clemson at two two and three literally means what comrade said it's the choice of jersey it's the choice of sidelines it's nothing else it's like obviously one is playing for closer travel as opposed to having to mm-hmm. go all the way out to arizona but like yeah, it's it's one hundred percent
3: right. Just completely back it. Yeah, and it's why the playoff format makes sense. It's you know it's 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 avoiding these controversies of the undefeated Clemson who didn't have a great schedule. Do they deserve to play for a national title game? Well, now they get to now they get to prove they get two shots. They get to prove if they're the best team in the country.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I completely agree on two versus three. One versus two is where I think things get interesting. On the four teams I got in, it had to be this. It absolutely had to be this. Uh, with how things shook out, especially with Utah losing. Uh, we're getting hammered by Oregon. Alabama's loss to Auburn, knocked them out a couple weeks ago. So this was right. I do think it is up for debate, LSU against Ohio State. I also would give the nod to LSU by a hair here just because looking at their schedule wins over Auburn, uh, Auburn, Georgia, uh, Texas, uh, and Alabama. Those, It's really tough to honestly get better than us four top 10 wins you Now Ohio State also had some impressive wins Wisconsin twice Michigan at Michigan Penn State really good wins but I think that four top 10 wins is what gave LSU kind of the nod in in that situation looking at the games LSU is a 13 point favorite against Oklahoma is that fair is that not enough credit to Oklahoma no I think
1: LSU, it goes off of LSU I think that was, I, I, I'll go to my grave saying this Big 12 does not play defense every single look at Look at the way this is, what, their fourth out of fifth year. They have not won the first, they have not made the national championship. They got rolled with Baker when he was a mm-hmm. sophomore against Clemson. They got lost close against Georgia, mismanaged it at the end. And then... Kyler
0: against Alabama last year. Yeah, and last yeah. year
1: was like, it was I, it was a closer game than what the score showed. It <laughs> was, if you remember, they were up like, Bama was up like 28-0 in the first quarter. I don't think they like spotted 21 points. Yeah. Like right.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think they 100%. <laughs> they, uh, 100% got it right. And, um, I kind of lost my train of thought because Cameron and I just got really close. Yeah. Just for uh, the, the mics are going <laughs> to be the death of deaths on the, on this show. So unfortunately we have to have them very close to be able to speak into this thing. Um,
1: but what, uh, can you repeat the question? I I, yeah. I literally like had just, I remember where I was going, but what? Uh, no,
0: wait. so it was basically, <laughs> it, oh, is, is the 13-point <laughs> spread justified? That's
1: 100% true. And what's the spread for? Guessable?
0: Clemson minus two. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm with that. Clemson's a very underrated
3: team. I'm and, with like, that.
1: I think, I think they're both, I, am I good? I yep. Think very, I think Clemson and Ohio State are very, very close teams. They have a very high-powered offense. defense is... Very um, underestimated, not underestimated, but underappreciated. Clemson's defense is amazing, and obviously, take a look at the two quarterbacks. You take a look at the running backs with Etienne and J.K. Dobbs, and they've got great wide receivers at the end, on the ends. But both defenses are just that next tier. It's just like it, they're very, very. They're like they're basically NFL Is they have size, they've got speed, they've got everything.
3: Yeah, I also like Clemson too because they've been there before. That's yeah. something that mm-hmm. Ohio State's a great tip, great program, great team. But Justin Fields is the first year transfer from Georgia. Yeah. You know he's never really what played exactly any exact, in yeah. a game of this magnitude. Then I look at the Oklahoma LSU matchup, which again, speaking to experience and everything like that, I do think I think the, the spread is fair for LSU Oklahoma. But don't be surprised if Jalen Hurts shows up. He's been in these moments before. Falls out, plays a great game, and you see, and you see this being a one score game late. I could totally see that. That happening, I think LSU does win, but I could see Jalen Hurts really putting the team on his back and showing why he is so impressive and why he was a freshman starter at Alabama.
0: This is huge for Hurts, how I look at it. Because think about the last time he was in the college football playoff. It's when he got yeah. benched for yeah. two in the yeah. national title yeah. game. What happened in that game, Sherwood? Um, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. Alabama completed their comeback. So I agree. I think Hurts will be in it. I just look at the overall teams and think that Oklahoma is such a distant fourth. They that, are. Yeah, they are. That especially defensively, I think LSU is just going to be able to swarm on them. I mean, you saw what they did to to Georgia just on Saturday. I mean, DeAndre Swift, such a, you know, fantastic running back was held basically nothing yeah. uh, in that game. Clemson Ohio State, this game it <laughs> this game is so interesting and it is going to be so much fun to watch. Clemson, yes their defense is good. What's really interesting though is it's not as good. They're definitely more of an offensive team this year, especially with the loss of Pharrell and Dexter Lawrence. The draft last year, that defensive line's not as dominant. Ohio State's defense is fantastic, and it really stepped up in the second half against Wisconsin. You did see that there are some um, some holes in it as Wisconsin was able to come out to that lead in the uh, in the Big Ten championship game. But Ohio State was just able to come from there. And then you cannot underestimate how powerful this Ohio State offense is as well. Justin Fields, one interception all season long. J.K. Dobbins has a chance to be a Heisman finalist as well. They just announced Heisman. the Heisman. They did they just, just announce them. Did he get it? it nope. No. It wasn't. No. It
3: was uh, the three quarterbacks. Chase and Chase Young. Yep. So it's um, Hurts, uh, Burrow, Burrow, Young, and... Um, and Fields. sorry, Fields, three um, quarterbacks, and then Young, the DN
0: on, on Ohio State. Okay, so that means Dobbins probably came yeah. in fifth there, would know, Yeah. I was going to ask, when was the
1: last time we've had two players?
0: From the same school? Yeah, I was. I was that's a great USC. question. I was
1: thinking USC with Leinart and
3: Bush. Talk, talk about like USC. I mean, we talked about last week. What mm-hmm. on earth has happened yeah. to USC? But yeah, that's a true, whole different thing.
0: They're track. keeping uh, Clay Hilton. Yeah, which
1: uh, is interesting. I think also, too, what's interesting is a little bit of a revenge game, if you want to say it, because three years ago, Fiesta Bowl, same exact scenario. Uh, Clemson ran over Ohio State 0 mm-hmm. So it's obviously we'll see. yeah, no, it's 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 obviously you can't say revenge game because like that, that's from our freshman year to senior year, so there's probably very small carryover of players that actually played in that game. But it'll be you know very interesting and also too. I texted Pat. Oh yeah, wanna the? Oh, I thought you had something.
2: Oh, I have a stat. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So the last time that two two players from the same team have been Heisman finalists was the two thousand eleven Wisconsin team.
0: Monty Ball and Russell Wilson. Monty, Monty, Ball. Ball. Monty Ball was awful
2: it was, it was, it was <laughs> a Such a good college <laughs> running
0: back, such a bad NFL. NFL. <laughs> <laughs> a bad NFL. Yeah. Oh,
1: I think yes. it's the last time, but okay, it was 2004 with Adrian Peterson and Jason White. Yeah. Okay. They finished okay. two and three. Lionhart in 04, one Bush, five. Right. Three was Lionhart, six and Mike Williams, eight. Yeah, so it's literally. Um,
3: so you're going back to what, 2004? 2004. Yeah. 2004.
0: And it's crazy. Just, yep.
1: Who won 2000? Was that that uh the quarterback from Ohio State? Not Tory Smith.
0: But, Couldn't uh, tell you. I oh, don't know. 2004 Heisman? I don't yeah. have that I off the top. That's a Google. A from Ohio Conrad's right. on it. It
1: might have even, even been...
2: Yeah. What, that oh,
3: Warriors. yeah. It's, it's right there. <laughs> uh, you were literally looking <laughs> at the sheet go, guys, that long said long it. You just like didn't know how to read the sheet. <laughs> there was, there was two, two,
2: but there's two That's in something... 2004... Oh Wait, no, he got fifth. He I mean, was fifth, so he wasn't even there. He
3: wasn't there. I mean, yeah. Pat, that's something that they teach you in, like, ACT, yeah, like, yeah. test prep, you know, in the science section, you learn how to read a graph. A graph. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is, right. this this is right. tough. This, this is, pay is pay pay where we are at this, this point, point in the semester. Pay yeah. semester. Yeah. By the way, it's throwing it out there, USC is the Dallas Cowboys of college football. I like Good that.
0: Point. I like that. <clears throat> I think that's very fair. I can't believe Clay Helton's coming back, but I'm sure we can get into that in another point. So, did what happened to USC was Pete Carroll just, like, basically got a
3: ton of sanctions and just, like,
0: left? Yes. Okay. That's exactly what happened, actually. But one of the most interesting things to look at USC is that Ed Orgeron was an interim coach there and they fired him. And and look look how things have ended up. Yeah, exactly. It was
1: directly before,
3: like, then he went
1: to.
0: Wait, for the people
3: at home, who's Ed Orgeron?
0: Ed Orgeron is the head coach of the LSU Tigers, who are the number one ranked team. Yeah, I I know it was Coach O. I don't remember Ed Orgeron. (laughs) Side note
2: on Coach O, I really love how he handled after. Yeah. That and. The way he handled the media after the SEC championship win is while well, all the other coaches of all the other winning teams were like, we want to be number one. Like, this is why the media and everybody hates yeah, us, coach. I was just like, just tell us where to play and we're going to play. And I just love that out of a head coach. And I think that's also the LSU being by 13. Because he literally doesn't care who he's playing. That team doesn't care who they're playing. They're going to go play anybody.
3: And they're, they're going to roll whoever they play. Yeah.
0: They are. Yeah, they are so fears. impressive. I know, but go back. No, but but just look at it for, for USC. They picked Steve Sarkeesian over Coach O. Coach O then left after that, and the rest is kind of history since he became the head coach at LSU. So I would say that I give LSU the nod there. Even with the 13 points, I think they've got a pretty decent chance of covering. I just think that team is so powerful. Uh, Clemson, Ohio State, i take Ohio State plus two in that one just because I think Ohio State is a machine as as well. Though Clemson is going to put up one heck of a battle. Uh, Haven't lost a game in over two years. 27-game winning streak. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, a quarterback at the end at a running back uh Clemson's loaded and it's going to be a really fun playoff it, one thing to look at in this is that it's usually one to two teams that you look at and say those that's my those are my national or that could be my national champion Clemson as a three is horrifying and it showed just how big of um Stephen a Steve Smith's on
3: the first take to it. he was as of right now before any games been played he would put Clemson to win it all
0: uh, and I you you can't say no to that. I completely understand. I mean, you can't make. It, I mean, it's hard to make an argument against yeah, that. Yeah, you know? exactly. I uh, I will, and I'll say Ohio State. Also,
3: they said
1: last year about the three seed was an undefeated Notre Dame team, which like, like obviously like Notre Dame's different though. Completely no, no, different. No, no, no but,
2: different. We'll but talk about It shows yeah, the no, power but, but of but this what year what and if, the strength of the
1: three seed. In previous
3: years, it's been like hasn't been as tough this year. One, two, and three. I would, I would say that the top three are 1A, 1B, 1C, yeah, and absolutely. then Oklahoma's just, just like, a different yeah. tier. Oklahoma <laughs> is Jalen Hurts needs to put on the performance Let's of his see. life to have a shot. I
1: think any one of these teams, any other year, is a one team. Like easy, easy money. Definitely. It's 100%. Yep. And that's why it's, it's showing how good from last year's 3C to this year's 3C. How like, much no fun been.
3: would it have been if Alabama was the 4? Oh, that, yeah. would so yeah. LSU, Alabama, that would have
0: been so much fun. If you got LSU-Alabama. That would have been so much fun. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, well, it would have been awesome, but Auburn decided to ruin that with a huge, huge win. Um, other bowl games that stand out? Any, anyone look at a game that thinks could be fun?
1: I like the um, Las Vegas Bowl, where what? It's uh, Washington, <laughs> Boise State.
0: I'm googling furiously right now.
1: Well, it's the revenge, Ooh, revenge Boise State, but it's uh, uh, Chris. Ooh, I've uh, made a lot Chris of money Peterson, on Boise State because how he used to coach at Boise State mm-hmm. was there with uh, yes, Bowl and
0: stepping down at the end of the yes, year as well. As like final game
1: down, Boise State's a very good team. It's always fun to watch those like. Other five conferences play against the Power Five. There's another one that I saw that was um, L.A., uh, Louisiana Tech versus Miami. It's always fun just with, like, those not mismatches, but getting them Power Five
0: Wacky for, games.
1: Yeah, where it's, like, Match-ups. Power Five against, like, so, like, against, like, like mid-major, if you want, mm-hmm. like, uh, taking from basketball.
0: It's always uh, fun to see I'm games. I'm surprised play. you didn't say the Pinstripe Bowl.
1: The Pinstripe Bowl. I was going to get to that.
0: Ah, uh, there it is. The
1: and bowl, why the Pinstripe Bowl? December 23rd, Saturday, 1 o'clock. Quake force home against uh, Michigan State. State Michigan State
3: will become a home, will become black and gold. <laughs> Michigan's playing Alabama. That on is New Year's exactly
0: Day. where I was going with this the Citrus Bowl Alabama against Michigan New Year's Day. It's so intriguing because I can see this going two different ways. Uh, one is that these teams well I think Alabama's going to roll either or it would, or I'll put it this way. Scenario a Alabama rolls, Michigan by 40, just 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 because Alabama is so much more talented, even with Mac Jones scenario B, both of these teams just punt on it. Just do not care about this game whatsoever, (laughs) which is definitely possible. Exactly. Being that Bama missed out on the playoff and Michigan just again, getting embarrassed. I don't think Michigan can afford to do that based on that Ohio state game. I think Harbaugh really needs to come at them because if they get humiliated again, (laughs) Exactly, and I think he is, again, I really think he comes back next year, but he just, that he, he continues to get turned up if he gets embarrassed by Alabama on New Year's Day.
2: Yeah, the last two games they would have, they would have played then, he got embarrassed
0: going to long one Yeah, it, exactly, and then also Sugar Bowl, Baylor against Georgia, no, no, we don't like that. Yeah, yeah, it's
3: yeah, uh, like, it's, uh, it's, like, it. it's, like the, it's like the wannabe it playoffs. Is, you know? It, it is, like, is. Ah, you almost made it. Uh, do I want to watch you, you anymore? Ah, the, not really. Two thousand eight Georgia
1: was the free team. It was when Bama versus someone. Georgia should have been in there and said they played Colt Brennan's Hawaii team. That I remember Colt Brennan, the number one scoring offense. out the score the game was forty one to ten. Georgia. It's like it's the, the Oregon, like they should have been in the national championship that year. That's like so roughly wrong. But, no, I can it's, tell. It's it, it it it's basically the same thing.
3: And to be fair, though, all credit to Baylor for you know having the season that they've had. Yeah. No one was expecting oh, no, this not, out not, of them. Yeah, no, all credit 100%. to them. But it's like the ah, and you're almost a playoff game. It's, too, it's, it's like, ah. playing there or playing like the
1: Rose Bowl. Obviously, be much better. Even like the Chick Fil A Bowl. Like the thing is, it's the Rose, The Sugar Bowl is always on at eight thirty. It's like after all those games have been on, and you're kind of
3: like. It's like you just had dinner. You're kind of falling asleep. Yeah, like, you it, know, it's, it's like,
1: like, ah. it's like the same thing. as like the night third of the night Thanksgiving Day game, where it's like yeah, it's like the college, or the first game Detroit. It's like okay, that's when we got football.
3: Second one, you're like, all right, it's dinner time. We'll watch the end of it. Maybe watch the first half, third game. I'm taking a nap on the couch.
1: It's like the third game. It doesn't start. Uh, Georgia
3: Bailey is going to be like the nap on the couch game. Yeah, Yeah, that's what 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 it's going to be. And you'll probably wake up over in the midway through the fourth quarter and Georgia might be up 30. And then you're you're not mad you missed anything. And that's
1: why it's like, I still consider it like a BCS bowl. It's like, just go like the sugar bowls, weren't the big bowls. No, and that's what it is. Because it's like how it's like the New Year's six bowl. It's still BCS bowl. which is big. But it's like, you've got especially. Being a top four team the whole year, you've got to you've got to start sprinkling more counter playoffs playoff. You can't always be losing a,
0: that I first team out, game. second team out, exactly. things and like that.
1: Which was crazy that they—I read that the committee had a debate between Oklahoma and Georgia. It's like literally, LSU you just rolled Georgia yeah. twelve hours ago, and rolled You, you want to put them back in? Granted, Georgia had a ton of, or they had like they had some injuries, but just even a healthy Georgia team the last three years. This is, I think, obviously the national championship game was. I think it's gone since it's gone progressively. They've gotten worse, worse over the last three mm-hmm.
0: years. No, I I think that's fair. I will say though, don't count out Baylor. Oh yeah, don't don't Baylor count out Baylor. So when,
3: that team can score yeah, some. So points. when you wake up with six minutes left in the game and it's yeah. close, then you got a great game They're, to watch. Exactly.
0: I,
1: I think it's. I'm afraid it's to be very similar to that Texas game last year where oh where they where, just no showed. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that I don't think Kirby Smart would let it happen. I don't think so but either. If you look at last year; it's the same thing. It's uh not hungry Georgia team and it's a very hungry Texas team that wants to hashtag get Texas back yeah. and they were back for one night and same thing with Baylor it's like they finished the season what 11 and 2 mm-hmm. which is awesome the runner up of big 12 and it's
0: like two going losses a to Oklahoma yeah those are their only two losses and also on Matt Rule could possibly be his final game, game in college as he's going to get a lot of NFL he's, attention fingers crossed New York Giants but got him
1: better. I love, I've, I've gone from like didn't know his name in the year. To now, it's like
0: one of my favorite coaches. Yeah, no, rules done an amazing job at Baylor, and I definitely think that there's a chance that he jets um, after this year. So that'll be something to watch in that game as well. Final note: Army Navy on Saturday, always incredible. Army have won three in a row. It's in Philadelphia. I see that I'm being told that we should spend the WXVU budget on it.
1: Yeah, We going to
3: go to second. It, yeah, no way. We're gonna go. Yeah.
1: If Pat can swing that
0: with the budget, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you right now, I can't swing that. Oh, i looked at tickets
1: the last three years every time, like 120 but it's like it's America's
3: game. It one is one year we have, we have to like, the And what and, and one year this is our last yeah, year, that's, our what I'm year. Saying.
1: that's what I'm saying. So, Pat, I'm up. on
3: StubHub right now. I'll tell you ticket prices in one sec. The
1: sophomore year was the best
3: in that snow game. I think gone. Birdman went, mm-hmm. no,
0: Birdman went last year.
1: I've always wanted
0: to go. Now, I went a couple of years ago. Um, Pat, 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 my dad man, brother. brother.
3: How much?
0: 142. Thanks. Hear, me out. Hear me out. That's not that bad. It was oh, good. is that bad? That's, that's not, not that bad. The tickets for LSU,
1: Bama
0: were like 3.30. Oh, so we're just going to compare it to like Obviously. a really or expensive good, one? compare it oh, to like brother. a normal Eagles it game. Like you get, you you're still, you get in the same stadium for half the price. All right, I'll give it a shot.
1: Yeah,
3: talk with Tina. Talk with, uh, talk with our boss and I see will. what she says.
0: I will. And finally, the Heisman also on Saturday. Oh God. That thing's a wrap, correct? Yeah. Are we
3: going to live stream um, when we're at the Army-Navy game for yes. our viewers? Absolutely. Yeah, will, right?
0: There's no other way to do it. Okay, cool. Yeah, Connor's not going to have any phone battery that day.
3: We'll bring we'll bring up Sodman's portable
0: charger. There you go. Bring You're fine. We'll there bring two go. portable chargers. Oh, perfect. Fantastic. Alright, that'll wrap up some college football. We're going to take a quick break and head into the NFL. This is Roundtrip, Round Trip around WXVU, and we'll be right back. We're going to start a GoFundMe. All right, back here on Round Tripper. Yeah, it's full on Christmas music time for uh, for in our breaks. Cause why not? It's not Christmas yet. I, I don't know. Calendar says twelve nine. It's pretty close. Uh,
2: I I don't think I can get into Christmas spirit until after
0: Thursday. Christmas Maybe. spirit. It's a mindset. Fine. The
2: mindset. My mind is not set on Christmas. <laughs> right now. Very fair. So we're
0: gonna have into the NFL and we are going to start in the game with the game of the day from yesterday. The San Francisco 49ers topped the New Orleans Saints 48 to 46. Quite simply, was this an NFC title game preview?
1: I still think I'm until Seattle, it's like the same way Big Cat says with like the Packers until Seattle's out of the playoffs. I think that I think they might be the 49ers, but Seattle show or not Seattle, pardon San Francisco looked amazing. It also remind me of a bowl game
3: because they just pulled out every single play, mm-hmm. both teams, but they they showed a lot. yes. Yeah. I, I think the Niner, it could be. Um, it, the thing that's tough about the NFC is that it's stacked. <laughs> well, yes. The bear, yeah, so the Bears are in the hunt, if for those <laughs> that didn't know
0: on the playoff picture. The Bears are not in the hunt. And we no, get to that a little
2: bit. They are officially listening. NFL.com. In the hunt. Rams. Chicago Bears, Eagles. What was that second team? The Chicago Bears. They're two games back with three to play.
0: Here's the tough thing with the NFC. Yes, you a good point, thing.
3: Matthew. I don't want. No, I have nothing to say anymore. <laughs> it's it's too competitive. It's it's not too competitive off top, but there's a lot of really good teams at the top. I mean, right now, yes, I would pick San Francisco as the favorite. If I if you forced me to pick someone. But New Orleans, San Francisco, Seattle, the Rams look really good right now. The Vikings, the Packers, you know, there's a lot of teams. The Bears. Cowboys are going to be in the playoffs. They, they have a losing record. I mean, you know, a lot there's of noise lot that of could be made. Teams be left out of that's also true. And I wouldn't call the Bears <laughs> one of them. That's, that's, that's where I'm standing on that one. But yeah, they're gonna be in the playoffs. I'm telling you, there's a chance. I do think that there's the a Bears have a chance. I th- so I'm not, not, I'm not, right not giving them a good chance, but there's a chance. I put it at zero for the Bears. Nope, it's, it's not zero. Oh, exactly. It's definitely 90%. not zero. It's over. If they, if they win out, they're in.
2: And they also need some help. Uh, <laughs> I was but- going to say, that is not true. <laughs> lose two games that win out has, includes the Vikings and the Chiefs and the Packers. So
3: if they, if they beat Vikings, Chiefs, Packers. I've the actually- Rams stuff to lose
0: two games. Yeah, exactly. But it's, but- it's
3: zero. Hey, Pat, Pat. <laughs> give, me, give me two Which percent. Which is why that Rams... L- lost that was devastating. Team. I'm just going to put it this way. I was also, projected. Also, the Rams are playing the nope, Cowboys. That's an L. I don't
2: know why. Why? <laughs> the Thursday. No, it's not Thursday. And then the 49ers. That's an L. That's an L. Yeah. We just need the Cardinals or the Cowboys to beat the Rams. Okay. And the Bears to go on the field. And I will say this, Pat. Just and pick- I think the Vikings have to lose another game.
3: And just to piggyback off everything Conrad is saying, too. I will also say that in a fantasy football matchup this year, I was a 97% chance to win oh. with like an hour left of the four o'clock games and Sunday night and Monday night to only, to only happen. And what ended up happening? Jared Goff threw three picks and I lost by 0.3. So I'm just saying 3% is a chance it's you make it. There's a chance. And okay, it already so happened to me once this year. Back to the point. Back to so, the point. So if we're assuming that the Bears are not in the NFC, championship game. I would. I would that's definitely a, assume Which, not you know, like,
2: why. You know fresh. what?
3: It's fine. It's all right. Okay. Yeah. Roll with it. And if we're going to assume that my
0: regression shows zero correlation. I'm nope.
1: Lose it uh, uh,
0: yes, I realize I'm I'm about to be eliminated from the playoffs. I'm tonight. also yep. eliminated yep. from yep. the playoffs. Because yep. Pat really Mahomes had like two points. And Mike so, Evans had one seed. catch and pulled his hamstring. Two seed right here. Yes, yes. Uh, Mr. Sherwood's team is still please alive. Please beat Moy. Moy's
3: team is so bad. I
1: won't
3: play just that the when you play him in the finals, please beat him. Yeah. I'm split. I think I'm one and one against them this year. His team's not good. His team goes to the Patriots go. The yeah, Patriots are not been good, but mm-hmm. they do play the Dolphins, so you know, we'll see. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, Conrad, sorry. Who do you got? Uh, I think it's going to be Packers. I think Packers. Stay. Oh, we
2: agree. I think it's going to be Packers. As much as I think the Packers are a big F word, Packers are frauds. Especially if Mitch is going to show exactly how much fraud that defense is this, this Sunday in Lambeau.
0: Wow. Okay. I think we need that like on a photoshopped picture <laughs> on the Instagram
3: account. We should start. We should just start like, writing down your hot <laughs> takes. and like make a make a collage of them.
2: I've done like ten in the last like five seconds. But oh, uh, so yeah. I think yeah. I guess I don't. I just don't see anybody. I think the 49ers... I think they showed something this week that they have beat some really good teams and the Saints are a really good team, especially in New Orleans. But I, for some reason I don't believe in Jimmy G to get it done in the playoffs because he's never done that. Aaron Rodgers has proven he can, and so has Drew Brees. Russ, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are my like dark a, a dark horse of the third team. The Vikings and the Cowboys have no chance, but I think I think Saints Packers would be that that championship.
3: Even
2: though I think it might have been. what if the
3: Cowboys just like scoot in as an eight, as an eight and eight team, and just like beat someone? I can't like, see it. I can't see it with them. Can just you imagine,
1: imagine if that happening? I mean,
0: just how obnoxious would Cowboys? What's up? I want one in the
2: playoffs.
0: I want the NFC. See me and the Giants so, going four game winning streak so, here and win the division. So You're all of them lose out. Like, like yeah, there were, look, no, there was, well, they have to play each other, bad. don't the
2: they? Eagles, Eagles play the Cowboys. So the and Eagles play the Giants
0: twice. The Eagles play the Giants twice end the year. He was play Giants twice tonight. What do the, the Giants team? made the playoffs?
3: How? They're what, they're up, what a plot! Just out they out
2: were big. eliminated before the Redskins.
0: The Giants the Redskins Giants eliminated. have not been eliminated. Nope. Giants went out and their wrestling well, the Division loses. I, out, but I think now, I'm, kidding I'm kidding. Yeah. the Giants. Yeah, oh, they, they, are. Are. they don't yeah, have the, the tiebreakers. Yeah. Lost, lost out last. Okay. Yeah. So there was there was
1: something I read I think it all
3: goes. Speaking of the Redskins, by the way, is Darius? Guys, here's his knee again? Again. I mean, that field that they play on is just... It isn't grass. It's like
0: mud. It's not Same. pretty. It, it's not pretty. That's on why
3: DC. RG3 got hurt there, too. Yeah. It's but the field.
0: On the initial point, I should say... I partially agree with you on that NFC championship game. I still think San Francisco definitely has a line to get there. Just looking at them defensively, how tough they are. Yes, the Saints put up 46. It was in New Orleans, (laughs) and the Saints are the best offense in the NFC. I think Green Bay has a very decent chance of getting there to that NFC title game as well. Talk about Alvin Kamara,
3: by the way, 4.5 fantasy points, scored 46 or 48 as a team, 46 as a team.
0: They're dangerous. No, Alvin Kamara had four point five fantasy points. Exactly, he's not dangerous. No, but the rest of the Saints are. God, I lost
3: my fantasy matchup this week because Alvin Kamara had four and a half. So
0: I I think you'll see that just because San Francisco and in Garoppolo, I think we've seen enough from him. Obviously, we haven't seen it in the postseason yet, and that'll be very interesting to watch. But no, of course. But I just you look at this team. This team just gets it done. That Emmanuel Sanders deal didn't really get too much press when it happened. That's huge, giving them. Oh, a he's a monster. Receiver.
3: He's yeah. a monster. Yeah. Their,
0: their running game continues to be solid. Debo Samuel continues to really impress, and that defense led by Nick Bosa. I just I think that they've definitely got a lane. at in Green Bay, that just Green I don't Bay know. I get a funny feeling about them. This that's the thing. I, I, think, just, I think I think they, they just, just play
2: go on one of those runs. Mm-hmm. Like like they Eli did when they want to They play
3: with. up and play down to their competition. Yes, they do. That's Absolutely. Just, that's what they do.
2: I think
1: the, I I think the Packers and the Seahawks are just. It's it's gonna be the same way. With New England this year, where they're not out until they're out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you, you, you can't count them out until there's double zero or triple zero. Yeah, like yeah, you're not wrong. And that's why if you take a look at the quarterbacks, they've been there before. Coach, they, uh, I guess not the uh, Packers line because, or like a like coach experience, but
0: it's
3: and
1: like yeah, they really, got Rogers.
0: Yeah. No, and that's fair. So then moving on to more contenders than in the NFC, the Rams turn back the clock to last year, win twenty-eight to twelve. I guess we kind of touched on it a little earlier. Can they squeak into that eighth Rams, spot? The Rams looked
3: really good last night. They looked really good. sixth spot. Yeah, they looked really me, good. The
0: defense,
1: offense, everything looked good.
3: I mean, they, I mean, the Seahawks were a wrecking ball. They had five straight wins or something like that. Yeah. They we put up 12 points
0: and score a touchdown against them. We know Conrad does not think that they can get into that sixth spot. Well, that's fine, but, you
2: know, well, <laughs> that's not what the want. Assuming a miracle doesn't happen, I do think the Rams can, can find <laughs> a way to hmm. Just how I read off that schedule and trying to find two losses in there, and you can't really unless the Cowboys come back to life. But having the the Cowboys, it isn't Dallas. That's tough. Half-way Niners, That's most likely a loss. The Cardinals should be a win. And I don't think, and that the only team in their way right now is really that Vikings is
0: team. Minnesota, who has at the Chargers home against Green Bay, home against the Bears.
2: Don't let Minnesota lose to so the Chargers. I, I, would, I would be I would be surprised if. If the Vikings don't win another game, Ooh. I think, I think that at the chargers <laughs> <Phil Rivers laughs> might do something. Yeah, he, might, yep, so he uh, might. It's like the also, Falcons might put up 40 points. He's having his best year of his <laughs> career, probably. But I still don't trust him. The Packers, I think he's going to lose to the Packers and the Bears. We know, Bears. know you think they're going to lose to the Bears. The Bears have the Vikings number. <laughs> like, that's the only win that I'm. It's in Minnesota.
3: The Bears. Con- Con- You're Conrad's logic. Philip <laughs> yeah. Rivers might, do, might something. do something. I mean, the Falcons, you know, might win five <laughs> games this year. I don't know. I, <laughs> I
2: think the Rams. I think <laughs> the Rams are be the sixteenth. There we go. Another one. Never, never mind. Wait. no, you just disproved your entire point. Wow,
0: that one stung. <sighs> you played yourself. You got to turn off this kid's That's mic, yes. brother. This is just.
2: You have If the Bears, if the Bears do not make the playoffs, the Rams will be the sixteenth.
0: That is my law. Okay, so it's, you think it's going to be the Bears or the Rams? Yeah. Bears or the Rams. Not the team that's actually in sixth right now. No, no, no. I got
3: okay, a course. clear advantage
0: in sixth. Yeah, but they're not going
3: to be there. I, I like it. Because well, they're going to lose out. Yeah. To the, char- the Chargers. Who are they playing? The Chargers? The Chargers,
2: Bears, Chargers Packers, Packers Bears. Bears. Okay. Two really hot teams. And then the Chargers.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. The the Chargers sitting there at five and eight right now. Wow, they are a wrecking ball coming in. I think Minnesota hold on to that six seed. I just think they're that they're in the so driver's split. seat. I mean, Thielen's coming back. Thielen's been out all year. Now, do yeah, I think Minnesota worse. gets it done in the playoffs? Absolutely not. Do I think it they get the six
3: speed Yes. There is a there is a thought. They've been the offense have been better when Thielen hasn't been playing. Thielen comes back, their offense gets worse. It's the same thing. Like Kyrie comes back to the Celtics, they get worse. <sighs> I mean, I'm kind of starting to agree with Eric Conrad now.
0: So Tennessee made things interesting in the AFC after a 42 to 21 win at Oakland, currently tied with the Steelers for the final playoff spot. Again, sticking with kind of the the playoff theme. Is Tannehill mania about to take no these one, guys no to the one playoffs wants
3: to see the Titans in the playoffs? No one wants. That's just gross. Yeah, no one wants that. God, yeah. it's the Titans. It's like, oh, you're just oh, you're always meant to be eight and eight. Like, why are you why are you do this? Yeah, they're every eight year? and five right now, so yeah, this could yeah, like, ugh. Uh, no, the Steelers need to get in.
0: I think the Steelers will get in just looking at that so schedule versus Texans versus New Orleans at Texans. That's brutal now yes. if if Tennessee comes out on top in that, changes how you think about them a little bit, but I, I can't really see it. I think they can absolutely at least split with the Texans so that They're puts them like, at nine for the, the Texans. yeah, so these games are gigantic coming up for them. I think they split with Houston. And then they have to play New Orleans. It's not on the road. How, it's,
3: how gross would it be if you have the Titans in over the Texans? Like, oh, you know, like Hop and and
2: actually,
0: Sean Watson I'd, I'd don't get to see them. They'd be the but them. I, I'm sure you would love that. that. It took me a second. Because
1: mathematically
0: not eliminated yet from the AFC crown, but AFC East, <laughs> but it looks dire. But
1: yeah,
0: it looks dire. I'm so not ruling Tennessee, Tennessee out. Especially looking at that Steelers team too. I know they're in six right now. How dangerous is that Steelers team? It's not with Hodges at at quarterback. What?
1: It's such a good defense. It that, is. That, that, Nick that, Fitzpatrick transformed the
0: defense, them. The, that, now their it, schedule also not easy. Versus Buffalo at the Jets. Football. The Jets have been playing better as much as you know as the a Jets disaster stink. has been. And then they have to go to Baltimore.
3: Could they they, they got they got, they got one, they one win. That final they got they, one could they, win. Could
1: Baltimore be sitting though at that? Could they already had the number seed? They could. It's possible.
0: No, it, it it certainly is. So I think that AFC playoff picture is actually like incredibly interesting to watch. In the NFC, I do think you're gonna see Minnesota ride that thing yeah, out as much as Conrad very, does not think that's gonna happen. But, but like, they're not. Walk. But the AFC plenty up for grabs. So that'll be interesting to watch bet. both uh both leagues. <laughs> what? Just what?
1: No. What? What'd you do? You just pinky bet the Rams
0: going to the playoffs. Alright, that's wait,
3: wait, pinky bet What's, I don't know what pinky bet is. Yeah, just if you could I'll explain for everyone. Go paint your no, pinky. Don't cut it off. <laughs> I thought, yeah, that's what I thought it was.
2: Yeah, it was
3: the yeah, <laughs> pink cat pinky bat. Yeah, the it's like just the nub, right?
2: Oh, no, we're going full. Oh, oh
3: dear. Uh, you? You're going to go down to your knuckle if the Rams don't make it, or the Bears, or the Bears. So you have Rams, Bears. One of them makes the playoffs. If not, you don't have a pinky finger. It's this one of your worst bets you've <laughs> ever made. This took
1: the fun bet on steroids. <laughs> yeah, this is... This
3: that's so much better. It's like, it's like the, it's like Dunchain. You have, how about this? You have to Dunchain someone no, right now. Put, no, you have to put yourself in the dumpster. You have to go in the dumpster. How about this? You how about this? Card, card of all teams that are in the hunt right now the in, the in the NFC, you have to Dunchain one of them. You
1: can't say the Eagles.
3: And you can't say the Eagles. And if you, and the Dunchain is, if you Dunchain that team and they make the playoffs, you,
1: go the you
3: have to either jump in the dumpster or you have to buy a cat. Big okay, game. one team not named the Eagles in currently in the playoff in the playoffs or in the hunt in the NFC It has to be the
0: Bears Let him do what he wants <laughs>
3: The man wants He knows it has to be the Bears You gotta pick one Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> so talk us through what you're thinking Like who are your top three right now? Who are you are between?
2: There's only three left
3: There's three <laughs> No, no, the or it or no, or could be a team in the, in, the play, in the playoffs already So who to pick? Vikings Okay Rams. Okay. Bears. Okay. You have a dun chain. One of them. So logically. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah. What? What do you? What? Yeah. Fine. Logically, what would you? What would you think? The Bears. But what are you? What is your dun chain?
0: Just say the Minnesota Vikings. Let's move on. Yeah,
3: the Vikings. Alright, all right. There all right so if the Vikings make the playoffs, Conrad has to go in a dumpster or buy a
0: cat. Alright, that's alright. You, you, you sealed your own fate on that one, brother. Oh, uh, that'll be good con- quality content for the Instagram that's right saved, there. Save that.
1: That's save and that's going to brothers. Yeah, save that.
0: Oh, that's a tough one. Alright, quick hits. So, very quick, we'll touch on these before we send it to break because there is a lot more I definitely want to get into. New England loses at home to Kansas City 23-16. Honestly, this doesn't change anything about how I feel about both those teams. I think New England, as we know is struggling a little bit. And Kansas City, I think, has actually fallen under the radar at times this season, especially with that Mahomes injury. Any Anyone think any differently?
3: I think nah. they're under the radar, but I think they to get in the playoffs. You know, will, will the— I mean, grand scheme of things, this game
0: doesn't really change much for seeding no. or anything. No, does, just kinda, I don't think it changes anything in, yeah. in my mind about either team. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore wins on the road in Buffalo. Mr. Sherwood, any thoughts on that one?
1: Uh, It was not a good offensive game, but it was a very good defensive game. I think they have a great. They obviously, you know, you've seen the Bills have very good defense, but it's just, it's the whole thing going to fall on Allen. And he do
2: that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's about it. It's close on the counts and Hand
0: grenades and horseshoes.
1: Yeah, it's like people are go. it's a good game. You still lost awesome. if you had chances. You can't have turnovers. You can't take back. It's tough, you know, come back, they have like, Pittsburgh winning, you're in. The
0: yeah, it's no. Fine. No, very fair. NFC's top teams keep winning. We've kind of talked about that. And finally, the Eagles try to keep pace on Monday Night Football. Take, take
3: the under. Take the under. 45 points. It's right right outside.
0: Yeah. I took the under. Now, just be careful because Eli Manning's playing, so that means over. <laughs> Hammer the under. Uh, very excited to watch Eli God take really the reins. really just done the yeah. Vikings. That's going to end oh really poorly.
3: Yeah. The team in the playoffs right now. <laughs> one of the three
0: teams in the playoffs. Yes, yeah, this, this doesn't end well for him. <laughs> Just you watch. So we'll see what Philadelphia is able to do. They have to, I I mean, do they have to keep winning? I don't know. Dallas keeps losing. So do they have to win this game tonight? <laughs> yes, because it's the New York Giants. But uh, we'll be interesting to watch. I also very interesting to watch how the, the Giants respond with Manning taking over quarterback with Daniel Jones out with a high ankle sprain. Uh, the offense wasn't exactly clicking through the first two weeks of the season before Jones took over. Um, so we'll see if they can put up any points. Here, uh, here in this one, but um, definitely not the greatest Monday night football matchup you'll ever see. I think that's a fair assessment. Yep. Two stinky teams yep. playing gross weather. There you go. I'm expecting nine to three. Perfect. And that will wrap it up uh, for our football segment. We're going to get into Villanova basketball. Matthew's going to head out. Yep. So enjoy rowing formal. Go Villanova men's rowing. Um, and this is Round Tripper on 89 1, and we'll be right back. Back here on Round Tripper as we. Prepare to get into some Villanova basketball. Hopefully the mic sounds a little stronger. Just say hi, guys. Hello. What's up? Oh, that is so much better. <laughs> um, so Villanova moves up to number 20 in this week's A People after a 2-0 and week and 80-69 to win at the Pavilion over Penn, as well as a 78-66 win over St. Joseph's. Now, before we get into what we like and what we didn't like from the week, Um, I would like to basically announce that we have entered Baywatch because (laughs) Sadiq Bay has been incredible these past couple of games. And coming into the year, I said he's Villanova's most important player. I said he's Villanova's best player. And it's starting to really show uh, his past couple games, 22 points, 27 points, 19 points, 16 points to go with that nine rebounds, six boards, 10 boards. Bay has really, really matured and progressed here in year two.
1: Yeah, yes. I just the only thing is, is when I take a look at it is where was he in the Ohio State game? He yep. would he he would touch it five feet beyond the three point line, mm-hmm. and then just and then he would just pass it off. But you know, granted, everyone has one bad game, and you know, he, especially to that was the first big game. It was the second game of the season, so that's when he was like not like relied on. But then since then, he's really stepped up and he has played incredible. And also, too, you look at the way without Jerry, he didn't score until like two minutes left mm-hmm. to go in the game, and Sadiq shouldered the whole thing against or like most of it against St. Joe's when we were watching the Penn game, we looked up and he had, I think half the team's points yep. midway through the second half. So 100% like he's, I like he's a little bit bigger than Phil Booth where he can get to the lane. Yeah. And like, it's, it just seemed like against Penn granted they were undersized. He would just back someone down and be like, Oh, I'm right next to the hoop. Like, like why don't I just put the ball in?
0: Yeah. And that was exactly my point there. Cause you're correct about the Ohio state game. And he seemed to have kind of changed up his philosophy a little bit since that. And where he has been very heavily, um, driving the ball into the lane, backing guys down, and then looking to either kick out or go up with a really quick release around the rim, and that's been really difficult for at least matchup reasons for for his opponents. And that just the size kind of uh, advantage that he has at six foot eight, being able to shoot the three, it, it keeps teams honest. And also then with his strength down low, as teams bring double teams to him, he's able to easily kick out and find an open wildcat from beyond the arc. So it definitely has been, um, he's shown how dangerous he can be. Uh, Connor, do you have any thoughts on Bay?
2: No, I just think he really played fantastic in a game that was a little closer than everybody thought it should be This against St. Joe's. Mm-hmm. But he's really stepped up, especially since that Ohio State game where he really wasn't able to do much. And I, again, in over the weekend with Robinson Earl really not scoring the entire game, Sadiq had to carry a lot of the load offensively. And I, he, he did a great job, and he's still able to uh, get on the board and show his, show his dominance there.
0: Yeah, so all right, let's get into what we liked and what we didn't like. So what did we like from either game, or maybe an overall theme from the Penn and St. Joe's games?
1: Uh, Justin Moore. Hmm. Obviously, Justin Moore, he's looked incredible. Um, yeah, they just, I, I think that they're a little bit different. It seems like they're a little bit different than the old Jay Wright teams of shooting so many threes, shooting a billion threes, which is fine because that's what we excel at. But I like that we've driven more. Um, What I don't like is the refs calling anytime Gillespie touches someone with his left arm an offensive offensive charge. Like That's obviously the one thing. I think that, especially too, he had some against Baylor. It's obviously on tape, so good teams are going to see that and tell their players, which both teams did. Uh, He had a couple offensive fouls, but it's like, I think that a couple, like leaning towards flops, but um, yeah, I think that just, they're winning games they should be. They're not, Totally running away with them just yet, but um, yeah, I think the, it'll a week from Sunday. Saturday will be a big game.
2: Yeah, uh, I'd have to go on the same thing. Of kind of what I liked was that they are finding a way to score without being that prototypical Villanova team where you're shooting thirty plus threes a game. They only shot seventeen on Saturday, um, and they only made four of them. So it's a really good thing. They actually are able to figure out, hey, let's not shoot the three. Um, and then my one thing, especially from the St. Joe's game, was that they let St. Joe's just drive on them all the time.
0: Now, are you referring to Ryan Daly?
2: Yeah, <laughs> he was just.
0: He, over he five 30. from three. He could, he could not shoot. They were in his face, but they allowed him to drive the lane pretty much every time.
2: He had 32 points. Nobody else on that team had over 10. This, this day had, like over day. had over eight? Yeah, over eight. And if something like that's happening, you got to realize at some point, Hey, this is the one kid that's scoring on us right now. Let's do, make him shoot because he obviously can't do that. Let's not let him just drive in the lane. Cause all of Villanova's play, almost everybody out on the court was, it looked like it to be bigger, stronger, take a charge or something, just stand in the way. But he would like literally get the ball, like at the top of the key, um, do like a HESI stop and then drive. And like that was it. No, and well, they just couldn't figure it
1: out. Uh, I was watching it for my roommates. we were watching the beginning of the LSU Georgia game, and he said like, "Oh, their uh, YMCA player starting to go off now." <laughs> but it's like he was he was dominant.
2: He was he dominated. Yeah, and yeah, over didn't yeah, have an the first thing I, I caught on to yeah. was,
1: and he's he's averaging twenty three and at, like points a game, and then the biggest game where it's like, well, we just talked about one city didn't play his best game against Ohio State, and but it's like especially two against an opponent like that. He big time moment he showed up.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. For what I like from this week, I completely agree. It's it's Justin Moore has just exceeded expectations and he had some high expectations going into the season as well. 14 points in 30 minutes against St. Joe's as well as 17 in 36 against UPenn and that UPenn game was especially impressive. Another thing you liked is just beating UPenn at home and especially in that second half, always kind of feeling like they were in control. Um, just as a disclaimer, UPenn is a, good team. That that was not your you know run-of-the-mill Big Five team. They beat Providence on the road this year. They've beaten Alabama this year. They hung in with Arizona. This is a team that's got a chance to go to the NCAA tournament out of the Ivy League and absolutely not a pushover. So I think that's a solid win at home. What I didn't like, first, I just <laughs> overarchingly, allowing St. Joe's to stay in that game. St. Joe's is a bad team. As I say, with UPenn, it's a good team. St. Joe's is a bad team. Sitting there at 2-8, and eight, As Conrad said, no one could score except one guard in Ryan Daly who did the same thing every single time. It was a drive in the lane, and to not have an answer for that is very concerning, especially with Kansas now 13 days away. What I also haven't liked is we still haven't really seen the implementation of Brian Antoine. Now, yes, I know they're taking it slow, and they should take it slow, as he didn't get to rejoin the team in practice until early November. But it's been Basically, other than that, I believe, 19 minutes against, um, excuse me, in that first game against Middle Tennessee, it's been 1-5 to five in every single game. And I think that's a little concerning because I really like what Anton Antoine brings in. A, another guard, because as we know, Villanova is very forward heavy this year. And B, just the speed of the, his game, as well as his defensive prowess, as he's been pretty good at forcing turnovers staying on on-ball defense.
1: Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think that it's... I would, the Antoine situation reminds me a little bit of the Jelly situation God. last year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, granted, that's like... Totally,
0: totally different things And that, that Quinterly didn't buy into the system. That's why he didn't play. Six. Antoine is slowly getting yeah. involved in the system because of the injury.
1: And that's why it's not like it's like a leg injury. It's a shoulder where literally, like, you're expected expect to play defense first before shooting. So, like, he's got to mm-hmm. have outstretched arms, everything. And But Slater has stepped up amazing. The Slater's played awesome. He's he's a, he's deceptively long and he's played very, very well. So it's kind of once we, if we, if Antoine can come back and I'm 100% sure he can and by like easy by February, he should be 100% January. This could be a very good team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And on Slater, I've been very impressed with Slater and it's been fun to be able to watch him in such a you know drastic minutes jump that he's had where he was a DNP most games last year and has played a pretty sizable role this year. And especially defensively, just, As you said, his length of blocking shots, getting his hands in the lane has been just very, very fun to watch. Now, offense is always going to be the question with Slater if he's going to be able to bring enough. Free throws Mm. hasn't been great. Three-point shooting has been okay, but he really can't create his own shot. He's definitely more of a driver and wants to use those physical tools, but I do think Slater is absolutely going to be a guy to watch this season. Looking ahead, Delaware on Saturday. The Blue Hen sitting in.
1: Don't pay no revenge game.
0: It is, but it's not. Yeah, he's not. And that's why it hurts. But the Blue Hens sitting at 9-1, first in the CAA, led by guard Nate Darling, who's averaging over 21 points per game. And that's why it's sad, though, in that this was supposed to be a lot of fun with Dylan Painter. However, Painter is ineligible for Delaware, as he missed the cutoff by only a couple of hours for when the Delaware semester ends. So Painter had, since he transferred in January officially, from Villanova. He had to sit out two semesters. So obviously, that was the spring semester of last year and the fall semester of this year. And that does not end until midnight on the 14th for Delaware. So unfortunately, Painter not eligible to play. Kind of a little bit of a blow to this game. Yeah. Very big blow. Yeah. Because that would have just been a uh, a fun side story to watch. But it's a home game for Villanova, it's at the Prudential Center which is in New Jersey. So definitely a little different. Uh be interesting to see what type of crowd. I'm sure Villanova will have plenty of people travel. It's 2 p.m. on a Saturday. It's kind of a strange game, and especially coming that it falls behind or before the Kansas game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, be, I think that uh, Yeah, there, we should have a problem, though.
0: No, even yeah. with them sitting at 9-1, and one, uh, looking at their opponents, they just haven't played anyone that should be the caliber of Villanova, uh, especially with a week to prepare for this game. It's yeah. got to be a pretty sizable win,
1: and also to a week after, like where it's not like the Kansas games on Monday as well no. another
0: week, so it's like there's no way that we should be looking ahead. There's two games in fourteen day, in a fourteen day stretch yeah. now, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fantastic for for Wright to be able to coach them up and really implement some game plans, as well as having recovery in between games. So that'll be interesting to watch. But you're definitely looking for a much more uh, conducive performance and a commanding performance out of Villanova on Saturday than what you were this upcoming Saturday than what you saw against St. Joseph's this past Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll move into miscellaneous. Then uh, MLB winter meetings are underway and we were going to start with Zach Wheeler, but that kind of changed when uh, some news broke this afternoon, Steven Strasburg has re-signed with the Washington nationals, a seven year, $245 million contract becomes the richest contract ever signed by a pitcher surpassing David prices, $217 million. Now, I guess instant reaction. What do we think? World
1: Series MVP. So I think it
0: makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think that's,
2: yeah. I think it makes sense. I'm a little actually surprised that the Nationals do it. Did that? Just because with their history, um, they're not usually in spending, spending all that money, which makes it a little surprising. I thought it was going to go to, I think you've been talking about a lot, like the Yankees or somebody, somebody's going to throw a boatload of cash at them. Um, Turns out it's the Nationals, and yeah, it's it's not surprising. As the Nationals, you kind of have to do it after winning the World Series, and he's the MVP. It'd be a kind of a bad look if you just let him walk.
0: No, I, I think that's fair. Now, as the Nationals kind of all along, it's been framed as it's either Strasburg or Rendon coming back this year. It appears they've ch- chosen Strasburg. Now, personally, I would have done the opposite and I would have taken Rendon, just I think Rendon's going to be more valuable for the length of his contract, as well as with the already thinking with the Nationals, they have so much money committed to Scherzer and Corbin that I feel like that would have been a better way to go at it. But listen, you got Strasburg back. That's very, very important. What that contract also has, two implications immediately came to my mind. One, Garrett Cole is going to get paid, get paid, get paid when that deal finally goes in. If Strasburg gets seven for 245, and B just thinking of my own team in this one, Jacob de Gram extension, just a year ago, five years and $138 million for a guy that is better than Strasbourg. Yeah. That's crazy how that was able to transpire. And real fantastic, obviously, for the Mets and DeGrom got his financial security as well. But $100 million less than what Strasbourg got? Wow.
2: Yeah,
0: oh. that's just shocking. Yeah, it it really is. So that I think that's very intriguing to watch. Cole, this is the week to watch for Garrett Cole. I do think he signs by the end of the winter meetings. Now what he gets, I had initially thought somewhere in the seven to eight year range at about two seventy five to two hundred eighty. It's coming out reports now that he's now looking for nine to ten and well over three hundred after the Strasbourg deal. Do we think he gets it? And where does it have come from?
1: I think the only place he's getting that money is from the Yankees, and I but I don't think he should get that. I think that it should be in the six to seven of like. To a little, obviously a little bit higher than Strasburg, but if he wants that, the only team that can do that, the only three teams can do that are Yankees, Red Sox, and Dodgers, and two of the three aren't in the market.
2: I just think giving giving a pitcher nine to ten years mm-hmm. is just that's suicidal. It yeah. It's very risky. Already with a six to seven years for a pitcher, that that's a long time. You never know what's going to happen with the with the elbow, with the arm. Usually the back end of those contracts are really bad. Mm-hmm. Even for a position player, ten years is a long time and it always ends poorly for the last two, three years. But yeah, the Yankees would be the only team that I think could give him that money. He'll I think he probably should get probably six probably around the same strawberry day, six to seven, but probably for like two fifty to yeah. two sixty. You think so
0: you think six seven, two fifty? Interesting. I think that he is going to get that big money. Now, the two teams that look like are jockeying back and forth, as we said, the Yankees, and you're right on LA, but it's the Angels that are yeah. really, really in on Cole, just especially the the general manager's been there a couple of years now, has not made the postseason with Mike Trout. Trout's putting some pressure on him. Ownership's putting some pressure on him. It's time to win in Anaheim, so definitely might be the time to commit the money, but when we're talking about the type of money that we are for Garrett Cole, and I do think he's going to get $300 million, it's got to be the Yankees and the Yankees have to make this move as well. The Yankees have avoided pitch going for that ace pitcher for a couple of years, trying to get by on Tanaka's and Sabathia and moves like that. The James Paxson trade, they've tried to kind of plug these, you know, square pegs into round holes, just praying that one of them is going to catch on. And it just hasn't happened. So I think with the, the coming up short, the last two years from the Yankees in the postseason, this is the time where they go all in and they commit on having that ace and go full on evil empire mode. On the years, I think he gets, I, he, I know he wants nine to 10. I think seven to eight is much more likely. He's 29 years old. I think that sets it up nicely for the teams. I think 10 years would be insane for a team to give him. That goes to 39. And at the average annual value of God knows what at mm-hmm. that point, that's very scary. But I do think Cole is going to get a ridiculous contract when it does come out. That's going to make a lot of mouths drop. In the end, as I said, I think he does end up a Yankee just because I don't think they can let him get away. Because if he goes, Wheeler's already off the market. Strasburg's off the market. They're left out in the cold. They have to then go after Madison Bumgardner, who no. I'm not the... Exactly. I know some teams clearly love him. He wants over $100 million. It sounds like he's going to get over $100 million, which is crazy in my mind with the amount of innings that's on that arm. But that's where the Yankees would have to pivot if they miss out on Cole, which is why I just can't see them missing out on Cole.
1: Yeah, I just... I, whenever I hear just 10 years... In baseball, I just...
0: You think of Albert Pujols immediately like and Pujols, that has been...
1: Not good. I just think of the only people that should have those... or Not have those contracts, but like that sign those contracts, I feel like are Mike Trout's, Jeter's, Ortiz, where it's like a cornerstone in the franchise and they want to keep them there. Obviously, they're such a great player. They're a fan favorite and I just don't think... I feel like Cole... I feel like the Yankees should only sign Cole for four to five years. I think it should be four really? to five.
0: I don't or, think he'll ever accept no, four No, I don't to think five, he would, yeah. but I think it should be...
1: I think it should be four four to five six tops at well that'd be probably around like two
0: hundred to two fifteen you like, would have to really like go crazy yeah. on money if you want him to go and that's lower afraid, on years. and
1: that's yeah I don't I, I if you're if you're gonna break out the bank then sign him obviously for longer but I think the best deal would be for a half dozen years obviously at a lower price point because there's no saying there's no knowing if he's gonna pitch as lights out as he did this oh, year of course like so there's one hundred like yeah He's, he's obviously a very, very good pitcher, but yeah, it's just giving that much money just to any player for that long a time that's not like a cornerstone in your franchise is tough. Like if mm-hmm. they were if they're talking about this money for Judge, I would think in a heartbeat, talking about that money for Trout or for someone else that's there, that's awesome. But for someone like that, I think he's, yeah, which it's great. It's just crazy.
0: Yeah, so I'll go. My final prediction on a contract with Cole is going to be, I'm going to say eight years, $310 million. Is what he gets to the Yankees, eight. which would be nuts. And I'd
1: say that eight years, three 300. ten. Yeah, I could
0: see that. Yeah, I, I think that's how this thing ends up shaking up. Some more free agent news from last week. Zach Wheeler signs a five-year $118 million deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. Wheeler reportedly turned down more money from the Chicago White Sox. Yes. Much to Conrad's thrill. Because really he's care. afraid that the White Sox are going to take over Chicago. I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I said the opposite <laughs> yes, of that, you did. that yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um on on this deal with the Phillies, it's a lot of money uh for a pitcher that's got the potential to live up to that because when Wheeler pitches at his best as someone that's seen most starts of his career, um he's, you know, absolutely got that type of potential, but the problem with Wheeler is that he's just not consistent enough. He's going to give you 5 to 10 starts that are just ace like, probably another 10 starts that are good. He's going to give you a five to seven really bad ones and can probably miss a month with injury. Is how this thing basically turns out. And while I understand why the Phillies did it, they absolutely had a need at pitcher. Cause again, there's some, a team that has swung and missed bringing in Arietta for that three year, what $75 million deal, I believe is what it was. And Arietta has just very clearly declined, which is why the Cubs yeah. did not go anywhere near him. Once he did become a free agent. I mean, he's stepping in for Nick Pavetta here, Zach Eflin. It is it's a massive, massive upgrade in bringing in Wheeler. The price that they had to do so is tough, but it's an understandable price in my mind. So I can I can't fault Philly for doing it. Again, a lot of money, a lot of years. It especially hurts the Mets in that he stays in the division. It would have been a lot better for Mets fans if he just went to Minnesota or Chicago, as was rumored. But wanted to I guess go to Philadelphia. Got that five year, hundred eighteen million. Makes sense for the Phillies. Yeah, it, especially
1: it, with the yeah. new manager. Yeah, it does.
0: Yeah, they had strength in their pitching, so I, I definitely see why they made the splash here. And then, and a, a very interesting move in my mind, Mike Mustakis, a four-year, $64 million deal with the Cincinnati Reds. And you know why? It's because the Cincinnati Reds see a lane in the National League Central for this upcoming season. And Conrad is already scoffing at that. I like it for the Reds a lot, and I like the Reds' team a lot, and I'm interested to see what else they do this offseason. The Trevor Bauer deal from last year was pretty big. Now, it puts them in, in a spot where they have an ace-level pitcher that they can either try to lead them into some sort of postseason charge or flip him at the deadline for prospects. So I really like the the stance that Cincinnati's taking here.
1: Yeah, I think we're not... You, yeah, why not win now? I think that that division has been... It's been, what, a three-way race with the Cubs, Milwaukee, and, and St. Louis. Cardinals. Yeah, and it's kind of, why not you know kind of why not us why not get up and in there and see what can happen because yeah i think it's i think it's a great move
0: and you're pairing him with Eugenio Suarez in the middle of that lineup that just is coming off of a 49 home run 103 RBI season as well the reds have some potential to be a very interesting team to do watch they have Trevor Bauer still yes oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 they That's,
1: have power yeah it yeah. yeah i think yeah it's it's interesting move it's a good move
0: if they continue to be aggressive this offseason, watch out for cincinnati because i do like how they are building. And then finally for the winter meetings, what's one move you'd like to see happen this week?
1: I thought one move that we just didn't talk about was just, just the Tommy fan move to hmm. for Hunter. i which is very interesting. Yeah, it's a think, very interesting.
0: You usually don't see major league players flop too often. Yeah.
1: And I think that I'm, I think I'm looking forward to something like that happening where it's just new. I obviously I can't put my finger just on one trade, but just something like that, where it's like, okay like that's like how last year was like pre going from dodgers to reds mm-hmm. just i'm excited to see something like that to go from just basically just like flip uniforms it's like oh shoot reds like i just as a yeah we just okay. like i didn't realize you know that this trade happened or like mm-hmm. obviously i realize it but it's it'll be fun to see them on a different team like someone going from miami to not atlanta but like miami going to like the mets or somewhere it's mm-hmm. like oh, okay like that's interesting like new like new face and a new team just yeah something like that eric conrad
2: this is a little little biased, but I want to see what if the Cubs are going to trade somebody because it's been rumored all around. That's where I'm going. All of Chicago has been talking about something's changing mm-hmm. with this team, and really nothing can change with their with their core with their core guys this year without without a trade. Yeah. And they need to do something. Like the team was not good enough last year, and they've really been on the decline since the 2016 World Series. But nobody's figured out who they're going to trade, when they're going to do it. Like. Chris Bryant could be potentially mm-hmm. on the trading block because who knows if he's going to re-sign and how much that's going to be. Um, Javi's probably pretty safe, but Schwarber could be traded. Absolutely. And Contreras, could be, I, I, think I think Rizzo's, Rizzo's safe. safe. Yeah, Rizzo's Rizzo, Rizzo safe. has they to be really, safe. Yeah. They corners, just so. re-upped him. Yeah. He's definitely... Him and Javi, I think, are the two that are locked down. Contreras could be the sneaky third guy, and it's wild that all these guys are being listed before Chris Bryant mm-hmm. with how good Chris Bryant is. Yeah. But there's a very good chance Chris mm-hmm. Bryant gets traded. Um, but it's like Chris Bryant, Schwarber, Contreras, any of them could be traded. And that's not even mentioning any of the lower level guys, but one of those big guys I think is going is supposed to move this offseason according to everything I've heard. And it could happen this week, and that'd be just really interesting to see is how that shakes up, not only the Cubs as a team, but if you, if somebody gets a Chris Bryant-level player, like that changes a lot for that team.
0: Oh, yeah, no, it, it's gigantic. And I find it so interesting because that's kind of where I'm going with it, too, and I'm saying for the Cubs and the Red Sox, just make a decision already. Are you going to extend Chris Bryant? Are you going to extend Mookie Betts? Give that cash in on this mega extension. Or are you going to trade them in some type of blockbuster deal? Make a choice. And I think that is what I would most like to see this week. is just one of these teams committing. Because as you've said, it's kind of just feels like they're in the wind. and They don't know what they're doing. If, if you're going to trade them, you trade them now. Because you have to maximize the potential you get back for them for your potential return or just sign him to an extension now as I think you can tell by Strasburg hitting free agency and Garrett Cole hitting free agency you don't want your guys to hit free agency the amount of money it listen for a guy like Betts or Bryant it's going to be a mega extension as is but if you let him hit free agency and you can get into a bidding war and say so you have a motivated Yankees or Dodgers team like you were talking about before that's really dangerous so I'd like to see one of those teams, both of those teams, figure something out for how they want to move forward with those star guys.
1: Yeah, I did hear rumors say that uh, Dodgers are favorites for Rendon. I did hear, I, I got an Could update. From CBS, see that. I which think makes sense.
0: Rendon seems like definitely gone from the Nationals at this point. Sounds yeah. like the Rangers, Dodgers, Angels, teams like that are be mm-hmm. are the hottest in on him right now. All right, so that'll do it for some baseball. Continuing along with miscellaneous. Let's do the President's Cup first. Why not? Yeah, President's
1: Cup starts on like Wednesday night for us because it'll be Thursday mm-hmm. morning. I don't know why they're starting it because you usually do Friday. But yeah, you I should roll this. This tournament should be over by Saturday night before they get to the round. Before they get to the third round, it's same same format as Ryder Cup. Obviously, four ball, two sums, and an alternating shot. Um, it should be fun. I think that it'll it'll, it'll be interesting to watch Tigers player captain. But it's. It's just not going to be that tough for the yeah. U.S. The world is just now; it's not, it just doesn't have enough good players.
0: How do you think the Patrick Reed um, cheating scandal in quotation marks? I wonder. Well, it's affects like affects this tournament. First off, I will say, of course, it's Patrick Reed. Of how, course, it is. What,
1: what's your take on? Do you think it was on purpose or not?
0: Uh, I the fact I usually I would say no. The fact yeah. that it's Reed is what makes it. I. I
1: yeah, the fact like that, it's it's very similar to what happened to Justin Johnson two thousand eleven and mm-hmm. two thousand ten and whistling straits with the Waste bunker. But if you watch him, when else have you ever taken a practice ring like that where you just flick back mm-hmm. like something behind your ball? Sure. Like if if, if he knew he knew it was a, like that he couldn't ground the club in the Waste bunker, if it was I, if it was in the fairway in the rough and there's a leaf behind him, he's on his knees to clear that out where it's in the wood chips and the um pine scrub. But if it's in the bunker as soon as he goes down there's 30 rules official on his neck breathing mm-hmm. down. He knew what he was doing and it's yeah, that's just, that's why I have to say he, he knew what he was doing. I think that he's captain America, but like, <laughs> it's kind of like, it's obvious. Obviously it's very funny to have in golf where it's like the biggest troublemaker is someone like that, as yeah. opposed to in other sports where I'm not going to go down that road, but where they have problems where it's what's going to happen. Are the U S continuing to have them, especially next week or next year at whistling Straits in the Warrior cup where they need to, Get get back the cups. Yes, they do. Obviously, this year isn't gonna like you. Don't need them as much. But what's gonna happen with other players? Energy? Especially,
0: you think of all the fallout from the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Um just last year last about year. how it No one wanted like, to play with him. Exactly. And it seemed like Reed was ripping the team from yeah. the from the seams. And I think also two golfs
1: become which is interesting. A lot of people have become friends, which is awesome to see. There's mm-hmm. a lot of Americans that are friends. So what's gonna happen is is he are they gonna kind of stick up for him as being part of the posse? I'm not or sure he, you're gonna see it from them. I don't think so at yeah. all. I think that it is but the way he acted in 2014 in Glen Eagles with Shush in the crowd, that's awesome. That's golf. That's you are not golf, it's it's part of the event. But it's gone downhill. He's obviously has a huge history. He doesn't talk with his side of the family. He yep. has all the scandals at UGA. Mm-hmm. The only reason why Augusta State is even known for golf is because of him in 2013, 2014. But it's just double thumbs down for me.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it'll be very interesting to watch this upcoming week and as things move forward, especially uh, for, as you said, the, the U.S. team as a whole moving forward. Because he performs very, very well in these tournaments. But, man, do people hate playing with him. Yeah. Uh, quick note, Manchester City dropped the Manchester derby to Manchester United 2-1. Now sitting at 14 points behind Liverpool. Is Man City dead, Conrad?
2: From what I'm looking at right now, yeah, 14 points is a
0: lot of points. I, usually, if you'd ask me like, this question, I would say absolutely not. Never. It's it's Manchester City. As you said, 14 points. is a massive
2: gap. That's five that's, that's five. almost five games. Yep. That that takes five
0: five games to
2: five games where Liverpool has to lose, which first off, they haven't lost this year.
0: Uh Liverpool is currently on a thirty-three match unbeaten run in the Premier League and has lost one game since the start of last season.
2: Yeah, I mean, Since we're making predictions, man said he's dead. Done chain. Done chain. Really we're throwing run. it wow. out there.
0: So it'll be interesting to watch. Th- this is just it's crazy what's going on in the Premier League right now with City being in just such stop-and-start form and Liverpool just continuing to roll. Um, but I refuse to buy into anything, or at least the fan side of me refuses to buy into anything until worry, we get to May. Until we get into May, I just I can't say it. And then fi- finishing up with Around the Nova Nation, we're in a quiet time of uh, Villanova Athletics right now where it's basically just the men's and women's basketball team. So as we've already talked about, the men's, the women beat St. Joe's 60-44. to 44 on Saturday at the Pavilion, Maddie Seagrass with twenty-three points, Mary Gadetka with nineteen, as the women win there. Villanova does the double over St. Joseph's.
1: Did you know what happened at the beginning of the game? Like on, a school, like because I was there with Megan and Madeline and Nikki, and they, um, St. Joe shot technical free throws before the game started. Obviously, I know if, you know that's happened in men's basketball for mm-hmm. touching the rim when the officials are out. But I just never followed up to see why I'm they shot. I'm not sure
0: I was working on uh, actually my econometrics really? at that point. So I was yeah. not there. No, but it
1: was very, Yeah, because it was, we got there and then they took some time and they were went over to talk with Harry and they started pointing to something. I was like, okay, they're figuring something out with the clock.
0: And then it was technical free yeah, throws. Yeah, went to go get, no really get food and
1: I saw the screen and they were shooting free throws. And like no, it was technical free throws, no time had elapsed. Obviously that happens once a year in mm-hmm. NFL or a college basketball where someone touches the rim. It's, it's always fun because it's the walk on the touches yeah, of the rim exactly. and they cost their team two points. But it's like, I wonder what would happen. What happened with the women's was like, yeah. did someone pull a Chris Paul where they said their jerseys untalked was, <laughs> so was it something with the court where it was like a facility? So they had to penalize Villanova as the team mm-hmm. with the fat, like, I don't know what it was. No,
0: I, I have no idea actually, yeah. but uh, that'll be an interesting thing to follow up. And I'll try to find out. Cool. Yeah. all right well that's our show for conrad Bayer and executive producer jack sherwood i'm pat saying we will be back next week for one final show before the end of the semester go bills oh, i thought I, I thought you were clapping there with what oh. it sounded like up against the uh <laughs> computer yes no you you are good but all right like i said that'll wrap it up we'll be back on next monday thank you so
2: much for listening go bills the chargers. Woo chargers Go cats.